<laughs> trying to get a fairly long legs. Where's your eyebrows? <laughs> Wait, don't take that! Where's your eyebrows? I will take it. No, I need that. No, Otherwise, don't. I'm going to get cold. I don't care. I'm going to bed. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Are you riding me tonight? Right. Why? Because you think it's acceptable to do a podcast this late. It's not my fault, it's, it's Goss. Hard, it's not my problem. It's Don Goss. See, so guys, I'm not getting ridden tonight because of Don. It's hard. Oh, you're happy with yourself. I've <laughs> been waiting forward to this all week. If that's the genuine reason, then uh, I am remarkably pleased. Are you sorry? No. Why? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. What about I go upstairs to do this, Beck, and you can I'm stay down here and watch TV? No, I'm going to bed. Just tidy oh, up. Oh, Rob. You've got a Wanna make love to you, baby. Had a little love. Now I'm back for more. Wanna make love to you, baby. Set your spirit free. It's the only way to be. Why are you touching your nipple? Hey, episode 85 of the Game Central Podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm hosting again this week. Rob. Yeah. How was your week, son? Don't know why I said that. I smashed my TV. Oh, yeah, you did. My 50-inch. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit, yeah. I remember you not saying something rough about that, but I completely forgot about it. Basically, Becky has given up smoking, inverted commas, <laughs> and taken over the uh, electronic cigarettes. Yeah. And she said, because she only really used to smoke one in the morning and one in the evening, but now she constantly puffs away at this e-cigarette. Uh, she's... Currently on the flavour Coca-Cola, which is good, you know, when you want to come off Coca-Cola or when you want to, you know, have a cigarette because you miss that taste of Coca-Cola you get every time <laughs> you smoke. So I was getting angry because she just kept using it and I said that, that you've just replaced one vice for another. She said it isn't as strong, so I have to smoke it twice as much. I'm like, that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> we don't know about these, Gareth. You know, back in the day, they used to say, stressed out. Have a cigarette. It'll calm your nerves. And then everyone started getting cancer. How do we know these e-cigarettes aren't evil? So I picked it up and I threw it. But it was supposed to hit the wall. But it didn't. It hit my TV. Well, I think there's a lesson there, Rob. There is a lesson. Don't smoke. Yep, that is the lesson. Stop smoking. That's the danger of e-cigarettes. Like, regular cigarettes is cancer. E-cigarettes breaks appliances. Yeah, but the e-cigarette still works. So they're, they're well made, but plasma TVs aren't. <laughs> like a NES. Yeah. You throw a NES down a ravine and it'll stop. Or an N64. I once dropped an N64 whilst playing it. I pulled it off the table by the uh, controller cord. Yeah, I've some... seen that happen a few times. Whilst I was playing and it smashed it on the uh, smashed on the ground. But it was fine. Yep, don't make them like they used to. Yep. They don't. Speaking of not making them like they used to, darn. How are you this week? <laughs> really oh, good, thanks. saying you're uh, a bit weird. <laughs> Who's a bit weird? He's saying yeah. that you're made a different way than everyone else. <laughs> no, I'm okay. normal. Uh, but a really good week. It was my uh, one-year anniversary uh, oh, I on Tuesday. Was destiny, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also with my girlfriend. So, uh, oh, two in one. What did you really. do? We uh, went to a very nice restaurant. And uh, I bought some flowers and card and things, and we sat and had a very nice time. And she got me a Star Wars BB-8 remote-controlled robot. Mate, even your girlfriend just doesn't knows that you haven't got much imagination. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's brilliant. Well, your anniversary, you get that. When well, at Christmas, everyone in your office buys you Star Wars fiend. No, like no, no, Star no, Wars. no, no. She she's done the exact right thing here because a it's brilliant, and everyone is totally jealous. Mate, and if B, you like it, you should have put a ring on it. Well, B, what she's thought about is like, what if the new f- in the new film, this BB-8 robot thing turns out to be the Jar Jar Binks of the movie? Exactly. So she and thought. You feel shamed. She thought, if I save it till Christmas, it'll be too late by then. If he's turned out to be absolutely terrible, so give it to you now. Yeah. Brilliant. 
everyone thinks it's great. So, Foolproof. Yep. Brilliant. Well, congratulations, Don, on your Thanks second for. longest relationship ever. Yep. Fantastic. The first was Destiny by about four days. It was. Yep. Literally by about five, five or six days. Happy anniversary to me. Woo-hoo. Happy anniversary to you, Don. And I hope your anniversary didn't get in the way of your industry sources filling you in. Uh, oh, although, oh dear! On all the uh, inner goings on of the gaming oh. world, because it's time for you. To oh, it's hot. How are you being, Gareth? You right, yeah? He's I just think, hairy. You know what I'm like. It's a very private person, is Gareth. Gareth just pulls frozen in time now, isn't he? I'm a nothing. Yeah. As long <laughs> as you realise that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to skip over that bit, mate. You know. Feel good about myself for the first time in the week, but no. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> oh, you just felt good for a moment. <sighs> well, <laughs> this got awkward. There I was trying to do a nice smooth segue. He was. Sorry, I just want to know how you were. I'm fine. He's fine. It's right, you can just edit that out and we can just smoothly move into Don's Hot Gossip. You may remember a, a few months ago, I uh, brought you the fantastic uh, bit of uh, hot gossip that the newly ejected from Konami Kojima uh, was potentially going to go and work for a Nintendo because brilliant, why not? Um, turns out that little bit of gossip has uh, expired. It's no. no longer true. It's no longer true. He's actually been uh, having chinwags with various people at Sony so it looks like he's actually going to be uh, buggering off to go and do something very special probably exclusively I'd imagine uh, for PS4 with Benicio Del Toro <laughs> um, sadly not because uh, Del Toro said he, he can't be fucking bothered literally those are the words he used with uh, anything to do with games anymore because this experience he had with, it, with uh, Silent Hills has completely pissed him off for life which is very very sad who uh, Kojima might be working with, though, is... Uh, Gareth will know the name of this person because he's the kind of person who knows this kind of thing. Uh, a very re- well-renowned manga um, horror artist by the name of... I'm not very good with the Japanese names. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he's like, he's, uh, it looks like he's going to continue working with him. Because he was actually involved on, like, Silent Hills and nobody really knew. No, what? Yep, that was kept very quiet yeah. by a lot of people, and uh, so it turns out they're still uh, in cahoots, as it were. Fantastic bit of news, I think. What are the chances but, of Sony buying the Metal Gear license? Uh, Sony actually buying it off Konami. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if Kojima fully commits to Sony. I think out of spite, Konami wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> But uh, it depends. Anyway. It depends on what the original, con- you know. Um, I mean, there's loads of other characters that uh, from Metal Gear that Kojima can easily just revive in their own game, that sort of thing. You know, can game he still? I don't, I don't know if he still owns the Metal Gear name or if it's just the games and stuff he can't produce or what it is that Konami actually owns. It's difficult to really know because Kojima obviously it was Kojima production. It was well, you know, well famous for being that. So it's hard to know exactly. Uh, what? What take what part of it you, they could or couldn't uh, adopt, but uh, hopefully so. Fantastic. Great. Is any of that even remotely true? Yes. Okay. Literally, every so, word of that is true. We might have to take hot gossip and can away. We, can we, can we perhaps so. stop acting as if uh, you know hot gossip isn't actually a source of true gossip because it is. It takes me a long time to get this information, and some of my sources could get in deep shit. Yeah. This stuff. So, you know, let's uh, let's let's not sully their their name further by uh, pretending that they're just lying to me because they're not. Okay. I think the lady doth protest too much. But okay. <clears throat> None of them are ladies because not very many women work <laughs> in the gaming industry. Oh, sexy. <laughs> oh, that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't the same words. <laughs> And 
that jingle means it's time for real news. Uh, not that Don's was fake, no. it's just that this news is real. You lot are going to eat your words one of these days. When all my, gossip, my gossip is so far ahead of its time, you just it's all going to suddenly come true and you're going to go... Oh, <laughs> ten <it."> years. <laughs> In ten years, that dual uh, Mortal Kombat X and the Street Fighter V downloadable character Kojima yep. DLC is going to come out on the same day. Fucking right it is. And you lot are going to feel so fucking embarrassed. Well, I'm going to keep you talking now, Don. Because gamers can now get refunds on faulty digital downloads. Yes, they can. Uh, change the as digi- of, literally as of today. <laughs> yes, uh, which is the 1st of October for people listening in the future. Uh, changes well. to the Consumer Rights Act now make it possible to get refund, refunds, refunds <laughs> on faulty digital content. Now, Don... <laughs> You are a, uh, a man of the world. You know about laws and politics and things. I know all about the laws of politics. What, what is this? What? what? Yes. What, what? What is this? Uh, well, basically, uh, a lot of consumers... Um, it doesn't just affect, affect gamers, but it uh, affects consumers in general. But uh, the gaming community will benefit from this a lot more than uh, some other uh, departments. Because uh, it means we've got more recourse now for when um, video games, whether they're bought on disc or crucially now digitally, um, are either faulty and don't work, um, if they're full of bugs, um, completely broken, uh, if they're shipped with content missing. That, You're describing uh, every game. I am describing every game. Imagine if this if this law basically had been in, uh, already introduced when the Master Chief Collection was released. Uh, 343 Industries would be in deep shit. But where do you draw the line, Don? Oh, God. Where do you draw the line? Um, if you can reasonably show that... Uh, I say reasonably. Or basically, if, if, if a product is not as described, or if it is missing content, or if, it is, if it's broken, like if there's a feature on it that's supposed to be there but it doesn't work, like literally doesn't work, it keeps crashing, like, say, uh, Arkham Knight on the PC, totally mm. unplayable. The new mm. Tony Hawk 5 game, hilariously unplayable, and with a patch that we're going to talk about later, I think, yes, which is it looks awful. ridiculous. Yeah, if that's the case, you have you can basically just go to the place you bought it and say you've sold me basically something that doesn't work, uh, and you yeah. have thirty you have thirty days you have now thirty days um, within which to say please give me my money back. The thing actually the thirty day the thirty day time on this is actually one of the most powerful parts of the law because previously um, the law just said within a reasonable time, which could be defined anyway by the shops. They could say well. You've had a week. That's more than yeah. a reasonable time, and you know. So they had to get out of jail free card. But now they don't have that. They have a literal. You've got thirty days, and it's there, written in black and white. Um, so yeah. And now this has happened. This has been passed. Yep. Wow. Didn't even know it was coming. It just all of a sudden today. Yeah. By the way, consumer rights laws have been updated. You are welcome. <clears throat> Good for us. Good for us. Yeah. Especially Hopefully. in an era where every game is broken and needs a 10 gigabyte day one patch. <clears throat> yes. <sighs> Look uh, there is a, There is a potential um, way around this, though, that could cause an issue. And okay. that is the fact that it does acknowledge that in the realm of video games especially, betas do exist. Um, so if uh, when a beta gets launched, um, obviously you can't complain about that because uh, it's supposed you know, it's like to have bugs in it and stuff in it. But potentially, if... Uh, um, developers or publishers put out a game and say this is you know not the final product at any point somehow I'm not sure how exactly how they get around it but I'm sure they'll find a way if they need to um, they could potentially say you may still find bugs in this product right. blah blah yeah. blah but um, realistically if you buy it, if you buy a product and it is incomplete and there's features missing or you know just doesn't work crashes every time you have a very good case to just simply get a refund like you would any other product you ever buy so you, so you go first, Rob. Sorry. So obviously, there's going to have to be a moment where they say, 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 Assassin's Creed Syndicate is a buggy mess, like Unity. <laughs> like there has to be. become a point where it gets unleashed on the news that you can now take this game back. They're not going to review every game and with every customer on a case by case basis. So how would that work? You simply have to. You go to the, the place. It's the same as taking a. a uh, I don't know. Taking back. Uh, a broken product if you bought your TV and your TV was broken when you got out of the box if you you know yeah but if I thought a game was broken and it has to meet certain criteria how do I know it meets the criteria to take it back um 
That is a good question. It does state within it in the um, the actual laws. Um, there are kind of uh, it states what is defined as broken or faulty or mm. unplayable. Um, who decides that's the case? I don't know. But yeah. the point the point is, you're under normal laws anyway. You're entitled to take back anything you buy and say, um, no, this is not what I wanted to buy. It's wrong. It's you know I can either refund me um, or exchange it for something else. Hmm. And that's yeah. the same. That's essentially the same law. You don't have to prove anything, really. Um, you know, that's that's been consumer law for pretty much everything for donkey's years. Um, it's just now it's a, it's a games as well. So, yeah. So let's say something like Metal Gear Solid uh, V TPP. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they had a bug in the game where, like, if you used Quiet on certain missions, it would erase all <laughs> your save data or something yeah. like that. So. Would that count, do you reckon? If, if well, you well, took an army you, and you said... If, if you play the game and suddenly your whole set, you've been playing it for 100 hours and your save gets wiped because of a, a bug in the game, you can technically, as long as it's within 30 days, you can just say, I had this game that's fucked me right off. It's, 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 you know, it's broken because you know, it's just corrupted whenever I do a certain thing and it shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to prove anything. You can just say, this is the reason why I want to you know, give me a refund. You don't have to do anything, basically. It's like walking into a shop and saying, oh, these pair of trousers I bought yesterday, actually, they're the wrong size, they don't fit, and here's the receipt. They can't question you and say, are you sure? Have you not just put on weight overnight, you bastard, or something? You know, right. They have to go, you know, the receipt is you know, your proof of purchase, and you're allowed to return it within 30 days. You don't have to prove anything. Right. But, if, so, but obviously, you, you, know, they, you know, most people don't take back stuff. That's true. I mean, and aside from, like, the, the abusability of that is obvious. The abusability is obvious, but um, uh, obviously people are going to be less inclined to... You know, most people don't take games back if they're working and they really like them. Most people have not taken back for the five. Do you know <laughs> what, though? What I think is this could be dangerous as well, in that it could uh, make single-player games less attractive to developers because they <clears> think, <throat> you know, even if there isn't too much problems in this... Fact is, they could return it within thirty days and yeah. claim their money back, mm. which I well, probably would do. Well, the point is that really, if you bought something like Master Chief Collection and it, or or um, uh, Arkham Knight, and they literally just crash all the time. Previously, you you couldn't really do anything, especially if you bought it digitally, especially yeah. especially on console. There was literally nothing you can do about that. You've got a game that literally does not work, um, mm. and, and it, you know. So you, you had no rights and no ability to do anything about it, which is totally unfair, obviously, because you've been sold a product that should work. You know, I mean, yes, they can patch things. Um, but one of the things actually you can't, they can do is, is offer a repair, like a repair or replacement. And technically, a, a patch, an update, is a repair. So as long as they do that repair within a certain, a reasonable amount of time, a certain amount of time, then that repair could, you know, they could... Oh, that's too complicated, Tom. Well, <laughs> you know. Basically, it's just treating video games like every other thing you can buy. That's literally what it's doing. Is it only a UK thing? This is UK law only, yes. Okay. What about dildos? <laughs> you buy well, a dildo, you're like, it's too big, it doesn't fit, can I have my money back? <clears throat> dildos fall under the um, sanitary... Um, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a sanitary part to certain laws where intimate um, objects and items like that are not yeah. do not have to be returned or refunded. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Wow. For obvious sanitary reasons. Yeah, but then you get people that would buy second-hand ones. <laughs> well, I'm sure somewhere you do, but um, yeah. Those right. people are a bit well, that's a good thing for us, uh, yep. and a good thing for everyone else. Summers. For Anne Summers, yes. Um, here's another good thing for us. Uh, Konami, it turns out, are dirty little liars. Yeah, dirty uh, Because they have promised to make more Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and Castlevania games in future. Uh, shortly after saying they would never make any more AAA games ever again. Can't trust anyone these days, can you? Good. <laughs> that other news was awful, and this is... I guess it's good news? Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I've... I've kind of said that Metal Gear can continue without Kojima and stuff like that, but yeah. that's blatantly bullshit because it just can't. Well, you know, uh, Rising, Revengeance, 
Yeah, but that game. wasn't a traditional game, and it was very different in totally the antithesis of stealth action. It was literally the opposite of stealth action. Sure, well, they're, they're not saying specifically <laughs> Metal Gear stealth action. Oh, no, but, you know, your actual what people want out of Metal Gear. Without Kojima, I don't think that's going to continue. Especially not the totally batshit mental stories. They could just take that... Um, I guess I don't know if they owe the rights to it, but they could just take that world and engine from Metal Gear Solid Five, <clears throat> reskin it, make a new game out of that, and that would probably be pretty cool, I think. Possibly, yeah. Depends on how many, they've, how many of uh, the uh, original Kojima studio staff they've still got on board. No idea. They shut the studio down, but how many have stayed with Konami? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Konami's a hellscape to work for anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Probably not many, but still. More Metal Gear Solid, more Silent Ooh. Hill, more Castlevania, uh, on more than just a pachinko machine. Yep. I feel like this is probably a, a, a just more of a backtrack than a correction on Konami's, on Konami's part, because they've basically gone, hang on a minute, we've just sold a fuck ton of Metal Gear Solid 5, and everybody thinks it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Why are we giving this up again? Should we maybe not be... Why did we get rid of Hideo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, why did we get rid of the dude and not let him finish the fucking game? Yeah. Why did we do that to Benicio Del Toro? Oh. Why Silent Hills was blatantly going to be a massive success. What have we done? We are fucking morons. Yeah. I also yeah. suspect maybe a stock price or two took a hit from them saying they'd never make any games ever again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically it comes down to money. That's it. Yes, as do most things. Now, Rob. Rob. Hello. You are a fan of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games, right? Oh, me and Dave spoke about this. <laughs> It's looking really, really bad, Gareth. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 uh, has a day one patch bigger than the game itself. That basically, means, that basically means what they actually released first was, was a frame. Was, a demo. Was, was, the, was, was the world's the patch, so it didn't work properly. <laughs> and now what they're giving you is the actual game that the patch should have gone with. Yep, the uh, game only comes in at 4.6 gigabytes. Even that, that's not a lot, is it? No. For a next-gen game. And the day one patch is 7.7 gigabytes. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? I was watching a game clip, and it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. Or an arcade game. Yeah, they've really... They've not even tried, have they? To be honest. No, and it's like... You're Activision. It's it's like... I, I presume it's Activision, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I want to say yes. I want to say yeah. Right, yeah. They don't have to. It's not like this is our last roll of dice. We've only got a certain amount of funds. So you're going to have to really be strained on the budget. Blah, blah. They didn't have to release it. Mm. So by doing so, I mean, I looked at it earlier and it looks like an absolute joke. Because it's out tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, October 2nd. Yeah. I don't know how it should have come out on April 1st. <laughs> April Fool's Day. That would have been funny. I don't know how they can go ahead and and stores like it's going to be on the PlayStation Store. They're already advertising that it's going to be on there and stuff. I'm like, how can any company that knows how broken this is just go ahead and put it out? But I suppose if the patch is there, maybe the patch will fix it. So. Yeah, but it's, it's the animation. It's still weird. Everyone was saying, "Oh, we want a traditional Tony Hawk's game." Yeah, we do, but not literally. It literally looks like the same physics, and you can't get away with that kind of stuff in this day and age, where people expect a certain level of authenticity and animation. It's, Tony Hawk's his moves have got like three frames of animation. Yeah. I mean, it's just first, really... What, like three Tony Hawk's games were fantastic. Oh, amazing. And they've just not even tried since then. No. So it's a bit of a shame. But And it's not even open world or anything like that. It's just <laughs> these contained little areas. Yeah. But, uh, you know, don't buy the game if you aren't connected to the internet because you won't be able to download more than double... Well, not more yeah. than double. You won't oh be able God, to buy a patch a lot more than the, the game. <laughs> it is... How is it late? It's nine o'clock. This makes no sense. You're <sighs> right, mate. Yeah, I'm just... It's the pressure of presenting... I know, I remember when I presented my balls to the doctor. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Dr. Shahan. Okay. I left that place because I wasn't 
happy with the care they were giving me. They kept questioning me. <laughs> kept flicking your balls whenever you got them out. <laughs> no, Don, actually, if you want to laugh, I was having a panic attack when I was about 13 because yeah. one of my balls was lower than the other. But that's normal. And I, yes, I know, but at the time, me and my dad didn't have that kind of relationship right. where I could have <laughs> asked about him. And I'm not going to go into school and go, hey, guys, have you got one ball lower than the other? And this was before the internet, so... Oh, so there were no paedophiles to check for you? No, it was just one of those things that, you know, you had to find out yourself. And I went to the doctors and he said, you know what, that's normal. I don't know why I had to hold him, though, because that's weird. Like, <laughs> he could have just looked and said, that's normal, don't worry about it. You held your own, right? No, he held mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> putting that uh, traumatic childhood memory behind us. Thank you. Uh, Twitch plays Dark Souls, has completed oh. Dark Souls. Fuck off. This is basically making a mockery of everyone who's ever played Dark Souls. Because it means we're all shit, because I can't get anywhere in it, and they've just fucking done that. Well, Bastards. the thing is, it took them 43 days, 8 hours, 14 minutes, and 23 seconds of non-stop playing it for that entire length of time. Yeah, but Twitch, you know, Twitch playing Dark Souls. Yeah, but it's probably a chat full of people who have already completed it several times. Yeah. And True. they did die 904 times. That's still less than me. And they did turn on, like, a... It was basically turn-based mode. So yeah, every they few seconds, it would Every few split seconds or whatever, the game would pause, and then they'd take inputs from the chat, and then it would pause again. And they just did that for 43 days. <laughs> Some people are. People are amazing and idiots at the same time, somehow. <laughs> well, it's a thing. But they're now going to do Dark Souls 2, I think, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Which Good. is uh, probably going to mean in about 45 days we say this exact same news story again. Yeah. But with Dark Souls 2 instead of Dark Souls 1. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate will contain microtransactions... Because people don't already hate Ubisoft enough. Yeah. <laughs> just ridiculous. Just They're just such dicks. Don, how do you feel about Assassin's Creed? I fucking hate that game. Okay. I hate all the Assassin's Creed. Even the supposedly good second one. I still don't like it. Okay, serious question. Yeah. What if, right from the start, you could have all the most powerful weapons and gear straight away? Doesn't matter. Well... Doesn't matter. I'd still hate it. Really? Yeah, I, I, I just fundamentally dislike the whole basis of the game. I just don't, I can't, I can't get on board with it. I think, I think it represents everything that's wrong in the gaming industry. And yeah. uh, Rob's gone to a pub toilet. I was going to say museum. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in space. Oh space, space, space. <laughs> space. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, I think if this were a cheat... If there were a cheat where right from the start you could just unlock all the best stuff and just go around murdering everybody, that might be kind. Of, that would make a game more interesting, right? Yeah, it might. Be. It might be, but not if it costs you like five or whatever it's going to cost. Yeah, this this sounds like another one of those terrible pay-to-win ideas. If you want, you can just pay, get leveled up to the max with all the big gear straight away, and just power through the whole game in an afternoon. Which sounds so. better than the alternative, which is that game taking anything longer than three hours to... <laughs> yep. Oh, Ubisoft. I hope that Ubisoft is. are just scandalous, scandalous, scandalous. And, and still no news of Beyond Good and Evil 2, and yet they put this shit on us. Absolute balance. Yep, although no watchdogs, so we got that to thank them for. Yeah, that's, that's something at least. It is something. Uh, Don. Hello. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. You're looking forward to that game that you're not going to be able to play because it's Xbox exclusive for like a year and a half? <laughs> yes, unbelievably. Assuming that that gameplay hasn't become really tired by a bunch of other games by that time. Yep. Uh, how long are you willing to play that game? Oh, uh, until I've finished it, probably. Well, that. So, a good 15 hours, probably. That's going to probably take you about 15 to 20 hours. Yeah, well, if you like, if you like to collect things... Yeah, which I do. I 100%ed the other, the original. Well, then so. you're probably going to end up getting about 40 hours worth of gameplay 
Oh, they must have really changed up the collecting mechanism then, because I got like ninety odd percent just by going through the game without even really trying to find stuff. Well, which I'm... was good to be honest, because having to go back through a game and find stuff that is so hidden that is fucking ridiculous is is ridiculous. I like to be able to just go through and oh, there's an extra ledge that's you know you just notice, go on there, secret thing, great stuff like that, stuff that's hidden, you know, beneath layers and layers and layers of other stuff is not fun to find for me. Sure. Well, this, these figures come straight from Crystal Dynamics. Um, their lead designer says, about 20 hours it'll take you to complete the game, 40 hours to find everything, which, you know, about 40 quid for 40 hours seems seems yeah. reasonable. It's and that's like... the sort of, a sort of game you do not want to outstay its welcome. No. One of the things that made the first Tomb Raider reboot really good was it was just about the exact right length. Is there any like, <clears> multiplayer <throat> or anything in it? Do we know? Uh, yeah, well, there was multiplayer in the first one. I think they're doing the same thing for this one. Okay. But I never bother playing it because it just seems a weird thing to have, you know, Lara versus Lara kind of deathmatch multiplayer. It just seems weird. That does seem weird. And I didn't yeah. even know it existed, and I played that game, so... <laughs> yeah. There was even uh, Hitman weapon unlockables. Uh, Did you get so... the ballers? Yeah, you could get the ballers, and you could get the... uh, uh like a gold-plated... Um, Rifle and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, I guess so. I watched that was. <laughs> um, Sony have officially referred to Until Dawn as a sleeper hit, which points towards this being actual pretty good on sales. Which does, that does not that doesn't mean it put people to sleep then. <laughs> good one. <laughs> <Dawn. laughs> Rob. <laughs> In space, it put, them, it put them to sleep until dawn. In space, nobody can hear you laugh unless you're Rob. Uh, um, this game's been doing really well, like in reviews and stuff. Yeah, word of mouth's been really positive, but you're never sure if that's going to translate really into success. Uh, but it seems like it's doing pretty well. If yeah. Sony have anything to say about it, they say they're going to be looking to promote the game more as the lead up to Christmas starts. Right. That's one of the reasons to own a PS4. Well, it is an exclusive, and it's... Um, I mean, I was quite... Uh, what's the word? Skeptical about it when it was first announced, cause, and I saw the demos of it, because it looked like it was just going to be a load of QTEs, um, and, you know, not that interesting, really, to play a game that's just QTEs. But apparently, um, the story they've done on it is over... Like, the script of it was over 10,000 10, pages long. There's loads of different paths you can take and all kinds, and it apparently just really is uh, really atmospheric, genuinely scary, um, and you can play it multiple times. Um, different characters can live or die, uh, all that stuff. So they've really put in the groundwork to make this as comprehensively uh, the, like the best QTE ever, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question. Yep. For you and Rob, so I've watched an entire playthrough of this game Right, okay. Probably about eight hours long. Jesus. A bit weird. And I, a bit it is weird. a bit weird. Because it doesn't spoil the entire game for you. Yeah, but I, I don't have a PS4, and it's scary, so I was never going to play it myself. But I really, really enjoyed watching this game be played, to the point where I was thinking, like, maybe I'd put this on a Game of the Year, like, top ten list. Is that weird? Well, this is what um, people have been saying about it. It's like it's like watching, it's kind of movie quality, kind of... I mean, the face animation is just incredible. <laughs> and that so yeah it doesn't kind of surprise it doesn't surprise me that you're that you're saying that but is it uh, weird that a game I haven't played I would consider saying is one of the best games of the year <laughs> I suppose that's a bit weird but like my personal top 10 I'm thinking where would I put that on my top 10 I didn't even play it <laughs> am I a bad well, person what I'd like to say Gareth is you know by watching it you pretty much get a feel for how it would actually feel to play and, you know, it's it, like you say, it's quite QTE-centric. So there's not too much that you couldn't imagine yourself playing. That's a good point. Thanks, serious Rob. <laughs> in space. All right. So that's Until Dawn. I fully expect Dawn to have played and completed it by this time next week. Cool. Great. <laughs> Smash Bros. Uh, for the Wii U and... 3DS, offering Zelda The Wind Waker stage as downloadable content. Nice. Uh, I'll be buying this because I'm an idiot. Uh, this stage was in the previous 
Smash Bros, so it's nothing new at all. It's not even that great of a stage, but I'm indoctrinated, so I have no choice. This is just a PSA, so everyone knows how uh, pathetic my life is. <laughs> Mass Effect is getting its own 4D theme park ride uh, in California. California's Great American in Santa Clara. Going to be opening a Mass Effect ride in 2016. Um, okay, I think you've got a D too many there. No, D- 4D, what is 4D, this? 4D, yeah. What is this nonsense term that has just been made up? It means you'll uh, go into the ride and then come out five minutes before you went in. <laughs> no. I hope that's true. I think it'll be one of those, like, um, it'll have a 3D thing, obviously, but then I think it'll also, like, spray water at you and make you smell like The seats will move and all stuff that kind of and, thing. Yeah, there'll be, like, a mop in your back sometimes. They'll be like, something touching you in the back. <laughs> Men going around with tickle sticks in the dark. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, every trip to the cinema in Manchester, so... <laughs> um, it joins uh, other popular... Gaming franchises, I guess, that are being turned into rides. Uh, yep. Including Nintendo, who obviously going doing something at Universal. And I didn't know this, but Ubisoft are trying to open a 10,000 square meter indoor theme park in Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. It's just going to be towers everywhere <laughs> that you jump off, and that's it. Yep. And a load of little... Uh... <clears throat> little trampolines for the kids to uh, jump off the towers, jump on the trampolines, and then jump on uh, the heads of uh, turtles. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you wanted to go um, on the rides, you'd have to pay up front, and you could use them all. Oh, like DLC. I think that's that. I'm sorry there was no Destiny news this week, Dar. It's all right. Yeah, Psych! Everybody, it's weekly video game music time with me, Gareth. Uh, this week's music is from a game that's actually having its world championships right now, and that's League of Legends. Uh, if you listen for a long time, you may have heard me talk about League of Legends in the past. Obviously, I uh, never got out of bronze, this we all know. Um, but I really uh, enjoy the game's esports uh, part, I guess. Um, they have really incredible production values at Riot Games and they uh, really go all out when it's the World Championships. Really fun to watch if you're a League of Legends fan. And the game of League of Legends doesn't really get enough credit for its music. Riot have their own orchestra pretty much at their beck and call and every time they release a new champion or a new in-game event they always come up with brand new music for it and it's they really go all out and I feel like I've not really highlighted it enough. So, for anyone out there who's uh, never played League of Legends or never even paid attention to the music, really, uh, this is a fully orchestrated piece written specifically for the game League of Legends, and the track is called Demacia Rising.
challenge Rob, challenge Rob, challenge Rob, and nobody wanted to challenge Rob. Uh, nobody sent in any emails this week <laughs> challenging Rob, um, or any emails of any kind, which is a bit sad. Well, it's nice to be popular. It, it is nice, but I think we scared him off. Everyone knows <laughs> Rob is a font of knowledge, and nobody wants to be shown up by him. But I think you, listening to this podcast, should give it a go. Because not only do you get to come on this podcast and spend a bit of time having fun with us, but also, um, you, I guess you will win a prize. Knew it was gonna happen. I guess we're gonna try and offer prizes for it. (laughs) You could win a Halo Five soundtrack for the game that's not even out yet. The discs have been pressed in Don's living room illegally, and he has them in his possession as we speak right now. Isn't that right, Don? Uh, That's close to being right. Yeah. It's never- uh, Tom is going to risk his employment by releasing these CDs to us before their street date. <laughs> well, obviously that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, we've got two copies of the Halo 5 Guardian soundtrack to give away at some point with uh, whatever competition we decide to actually end up doing that with. Uh, and they will be sent to whoever the winner or winners is. Um, of a competition we haven't even done yet. Yep, uh, they they uh, they'll be sent out on the date the actual soundtrack gets released. Free soundtrack because or even earlier. I even I can't break that law. You can. Well, I could, but then I'd have no job considering that is my actual job. Well, you need to get your priorities straight. Could, could you send them out and time the sending of them to arrive on that day? Yeah, I could yeah. send them the day before. Well, first class. First class. Yeah, all wow. the way. We spend no expense. I reckon you should personally deliver it. I'll tell you what, if it's someone who lives on my street, I will. Wow, what are the chances of that happening? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows who uh, listens to this podcast that <laughs> I don't know about? I always think when I'm listening to podcasts and they say like, oh, get in touch with us, I always think, well, then I'm going to read my email. We received no emails this week. I would definitely have read your email if you sent it in. If you had sent me an email with the subject line saying, challenge Rob and wanted to challenge Rob for a prize, you would definitely have been on this podcast this week. Yeah, but you don't, wouldn't have definitely have won. No, I'm not saying you would have won. No. I'm not, I think the chance of winning are below, like, 1%. Very slim. But you would have had the opportunity, guaranteed, because yeah. nobody got in touch. So on the off chance, somebody out there does want to challenge Rob, for the chance to win... Doesn't even have to be about games. Does it not? It could be about wardrobes... Wardrobes. Lincoln Park. <laughs> so anything you know things about? Yeah. Great. Wardrobes in Lincoln Park. That's, you're really going to lure people in with that kind of... Well, you know, there could be a wardrobe enthusiast who's just finished <laughs> listening to a wardrobe weekly cast, put this on, and thinks, you know what, I'm going to give him a go. Well, if that's the case, then get in touch with us. Podcast at gamebanter.co.uk and uh, that's podcast.gamebanner.co.uk and the subject line should be challenge Rob just so I know that you want to challenge Rob because otherwise how would I know I'm not a mind reader Gareth I think people know how to use email you say that but nobody emailed us yeah it's not because they don't know how to use email I don't think about it Rob didn't even email us so we didn't even send a fake email to ourselves that's how bad it was mate <laughs> I'm going to try and do that next week. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Yeah. With my own in, in, intermediate incendiary being. Incendiary so Gareth, that was an absolutely fire. fantastic song. What made you choose it? So now we're moving on to what have we been playing? Uh, the most boringly titled segment. In oh, any it's so podcast. boring, isn't it? It's so boring. Nick, give it another name, Rob. I can't. I've tried to think. We've tried to think. We've tried to, you know, 
put our heads together to come up with anything. Something that sounds good. Gameplay. Um, no, see again. See, it's terrible. Like a, it's terrible, early 2000s it? cable show exactly there, there are no other good names for and it's not like we're not for the what are we playing so no we are um the, we're eaten um graduates when it comes to puns mm. and even us three can't get together and decide a name just so boring <laughs> what have we been playing but it's it's you know technically 100% <clears throat> accurate so is, I, I like that I like I like accuracy yeah, it's like Top Gear being called Driving Cars. <laughs> what have we been driving? <laughs> that you know what? Not that bad. That is almost what they do on that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have we been driving this week? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to start with myself. Oh, you would do. Because I've been playing one thing and it's uh, it's not been that exciting. So I feel like we could get out of the way pretty quick. Uh, obviously, I completed Metal Gear Solid uh, VTPP. That's out of the way now. Fantastic game. Loved it. But this week I've been playing Diablo 3 again. Oh dear. Uh, season 4 has started. They released that new patch a while ago. Uh, I basically started a new seasonal character. Got on all the way through the season. And now I'm completely burnt out on Diablo 3 and I don't want to see it again for like another 3 months. Wow. <laughs> Which I think is the whole plan. They start a new season like every 3 or 4 months. Hmm. And they introduce new items and stuff in that season. But then, I feel like what they want you to do is play it for a month and a half, loads, get sick to fuck of it, forget it exists, and then all of a sudden be excited about it. And it's uh, <laughs> working pretty well. I call it the Destiny approach. <laughs> <laughs> they love you though, don't they, in Destiny? They really do. I yeah. I got sick of Diablo kind of quickly. But Don just seems to have been on this Destiny train for a year. I don't understand. Oh, it's awful. Have you been playing anything but Destiny this week, Don? I have not, unfortunately, no. Because it's it's been my um, anniversary week, so I've not had, um, you know, tons of time to do other stuff. God, you just can't show up about this anniversary, can you? Oh, no. I know. Woo! (laughs) But, uh, yeah. How long have you and your girlfriend been together, Gareth? I'm not at liberty to divulge that information. It's a long time, isn't it? It's I mean, one of those relationships. You don't want to get weird. the date wrong in case you get yeah. in trouble. It's one of those <laughs> where we've known each other far, far too long. Far too long. <laughs> Since she was too young. Then you yeah. had to wait. Yeah, <laughs> In her back garden. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, sorry. That's uh, very inappropriate of me. Quite you, dark. Have you done the raid, Dan? Uh, we started the raid finally Um Enough of uh, the people I play with on Destiny were high enough level. Paul Lynn, mentioning no names, um, to actually uh, go into the raid. So he started that last night, in fact. And uh, we uh, did the first section without... It took us a little while to work it out, but we got past it. And then we got to one of the infamous jumping puzzle sections. Great. Which we all got through really nice and quickly. Apart from except for Paul Lynn, who... Uh, safe to say... Well, Drunk. About an hour it uh, took him. <laughs> But um, it was hilarious. We just couldn't stop pissing ourselves laughing at him just getting so close. And then when he did finally make it across to uh, the second jumping part where there's a treasure chest, Guy pushed him off. Um, Jesus And he had Christ. to do it again. It was brilliant. I'd like um, Paul to marry someone called Lynn Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you. Um, yeah, and there's actually one part where there's a, there's a secret treasure chest that we were trying to find and you can only get it by um, all working as a team and then jumping across to a certain ledge and getting across. We spent, ages, we spent ages and ages getting pulled because he just could not make this jump. So he spent ages, you know, guiding him and waiting for him to keep, you know, come back and do it again and again and again. And we were there for so long. And then guess what happened? He finally made it and we all cheered and Guy pushed him off. And then he, uh, he got to the top where the chest was, ran, ran straight past the chest and jumped down off the ledge where it is and didn't even pick up the chest. And then he's like, so where do we go now? We're like, well, did you pick up the chest? No. Is that what we're doing? Where is it? Fuck me. The only reason we went, we went the way we went was so you could get the fucking chest. And he didn't even do it. It's just... Raiding with Paul is quite an experience. You should stream that out to twitch.tv slash Jaguar... What's your panther Jaguar? <laughs> My PSN ID is uh, Jaguar Wong 23. Wong, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think people might enjoy seeing you do a raid or two, Don. 
Yeah, we haven't finished it. We we we've been on for like two hours by this point, and people had to obviously go for, uh, you know, they've got to work in the morning and so on. Ooh, early uh, opinion, Don. Is this raid as good as the other one? Because you really yeah. liked the other one. We're all really, really enjoying it. It looks fantastic. Um, it's as I said last week. It takes a whole load of mechanics from other levels in the game and stuff, and kind of gives them gives them a new twist. There's one particular jumping section. It's like the new puzzle block section that they had in Water Glass, where there's just loads of platforms and that are moving, disappearing, and all that kind of stuff at the same time. And uh, oh dear, yep. Just watching Paul try and get across that is absolutely hilarious. But it's kind of fun because we're guiding each other through and helping each other out. It's a good, it's a good team thing. It's brilliant. Cool. Well, I expect hopefully I'll, fin- we... hopefully I'll finish it by next week. And uh... yeah, I was going to say I expect we'll be hearing more about this raid. Hopefully, we'll get it done. Yeah, just get out of the way and it done. <laughs> How about you, Rob? Have you completed all of the Bloodborne? Um, I'm actually doing surprisingly well at the moment in oh, Bloodborne. Good. Um, got to the point where I've levelled up quite a few times, but I still don't agree with it as a game. <laughs> I don't know what keeps me going. I think it's the fact that I just want to beat it. But, you know, the closest I can get to it is say you're playing Call of Duty and you play the first level. You play it quite well, you get to the second level. Suddenly, you're getting killed with one shot. And you're getting killed with one shot again. And you're getting stressed out, so you play level one again. And you get some stats and you can level up your health and vitality and strength. And you keep replaying level one until you can then play level two. So you level up twice or so. And then suddenly level two is kind of on your level and you can do it. You then get to level three and you realise, oh, fuck, it's the same sort of thing now. I'm getting killed with one shot and uh, they're just taking all my bullets and it's hardly doing any effect. So you do level two a few more times to gather some more points. And then you can level yourself up enough to the point where three... Uh, the enemies are kind of a similar level to you, and you could put up a fight. Now, this is really clever game design, because I've spent about 20 hours in sort of levels that, in Devil May Cry or anything like that, probably would have consisted of 10 minutes of scenery. But because it's Bloodborne, I have to keep going through these environments over and over and over again. I don't know if it's the biggest con in video gaming history, the way it's done. I know Don said someone has managed to complete it without levelling up. He did. I still don't believe it. (laughs) I don't want to believe it. I mean, people can complete those games in about an hour if they do speedruns. Yeah. And I mean, it's very... It's almost as if some, some geniuses have sat down and said, how can we make a game with as little effort as possible, but get... Oh, do we actually like Bloodborne? Or do we say we like it because we want to appear to be like, wow, this is quite edgy, isn't it? This is like, it's so hard, it goes back to its hardcore roots. Or are you just basically playing a game over and over again until you can get to the point where you can continue? Where, where do you draw the line, Don? Gareth, where is it? Um, the line is. I, I just I think that games like that, you, once you master everything, you don't you don't need to level up so much that you can just take a beating from the boss and still you know and, see, and live. See, I I've played Dark Souls, I've played Dark Souls Two, I've completed them both, I like them both, but. Those games are Guitar Hero to me. That's a, that makes even less sense of what I said. <laughs> it's pattern recognition. <laughs> you play with a guitar, no wonder it's so hard. <laughs> it's, you know, certain enemies will jump out from certain places the same every time, and they'll do it certain attacks, the same attacks, and you just have to learn the patterns. Like, sometimes in Guitar Hero, you'll pl- be playing a song you've never heard before, but you can sort of feel the rhythm... And you can play the song pretty well because you can, in general, play Guitar Hero. But when it's a song you know really well, you do better at that song. So it's like, it's just the more you learn the level, the layout of the levels, the better you do. It's yeah, I know that. Hero. Yeah, 
But what I'm also saying is, while I'm playing it, I'm very much aware that there's a system in place underneath that I want to work out and I can't leave alone. And I know that there's one day I'm going to see the light and I'm going to tell everyone and they're going to go, actually, you know what, you're right. I mean, you know it's meant to be rock hard. Well, not rock hard, but it's meant to be really well, I know difficult. It's, I know it's meant to be really difficult, but Don, if you played the same level for five hours, then it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be difficult. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, because you, hopefully by then you'll have learnt, you know, the attack No, it's patterns. not because you learn. It's because you can kill the first, uh, the first enemies in the first level with one hit. Yeah, but, before, but you could you could have got through that level by with by learning you know the the, the parry um, combinations and you know every time you get hit striking back recovers your energy and all that kind of stuff and the the attack patterns and all that kind of thing you don't need to level up to get past those things. But it's that's so why easy Dark to Souls, die. That's why that's why Dark Souls and and, and Bloodborne are, are so good and people like them. It's because you don't need to just you know as long as you learn and. Uh, work out, you know, in a kind of puzzle way, the best way to approach certain enemies. You can always progress. It's about learning. So it's about life, isn't it? You don't have to keep going. Right, I've now got enough health that I can take a battering from this uh, this enemy and keep on going and getting a few more hits before I die, and therefore he'll probably die before me. It's not about that. It's about learning the actual skill of defeating that particular enemy. I know, Don, but there's just something going on. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. A donspiracy. Yeah. Um, also been playing Pro Evo. I'm going to do a little feature when I get in time about FIFA and Pro, because Pro really has kicked it in the face this year. <laughs> uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people on Facebook have been saying their displeasure at FIFA 16 and the way it plays. And quite a lot of people have gone over to Pro Evo, which is nice. Just a more fluid game. Weird. This happens every it's few weird. years. It goes back and forth between the two. Yeah, but it's been quite a while now. It's been all FIFA since probably 2009. It's true. It's been like a John Cena title reign. It has. Yeah, and it seems to have been going on forever, but suddenly Konami and Pro have just come out of nowhere. Very nice. Oh, <laughs> Sailor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, doing Metal Gear. Yay. Obviously, I've got a job. It's just, it's annoying because you want to go to work, you want to have a good time, but you also want to play games. And I'm the sort of person that needs to play games because I've become very annoyed, very frustrated. And you know, I've played like two missions in Metal Gear this week. And that's not enough. Metal Gear is a a world that you want to surround yourself in and you want to delve into. And you want to be part of. It's not a game you can just dip in and out of. No. And I'm finding that I'm losing my rhythm. We found out earlier as well that uh, you and your girlfriend consider half past eight at night late. It is. So well, I'm know. laying in bed at the moment with my eyes closed. I don't know how you my... even find time to do anything. That's it. Well, I'm not going to get sex tonight, as we found out earlier, because Don. <laughs> yep. Well, the weird so... thing is, I mean, I don't normally, if you know, my time I normally get home from work is about eight o'clock. So... Yeah, but... You know. My job's harder than everyone else's, well, so obviously I have to go to bed early. Well, you say that, but, you know. Because I can't go to my desk and just go, <laughs> you know what, guys? Well, not even that, because they won't notice me. <laughs> and just just sit there and just close my eyes and go, oh, God. <laughs> as soon as I get in, bang, they're in. <laughs> they don't let you sort of wake up or give you an easy day because you're tired. Yeah. I've got to be bang on it. Yeah, can't be, can't do any of this stealing children like Don can steal discs. Exactly, that's the thing, and I can't give them away in competitions either. Yeah, <laughs> and but yeah, you know that's that's the main thing it has been for me is it's been trying to find a way to play games, trying to find a way to because, like I say, they are a priority in my life because I'm a what I would call a hardcore gamer. I've got to find time and space in my life to be able to get the most out of these games because otherwise I get a bit angry (laughs) so you know it becomes Saturday being able to sit down and play them all and you do appreciate games more but then you also get quite frustrated because you can't sort of immerse yourself in a world 
because you know you've only got half an hour. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then at the same time, that stops you seeing the game as a whole, and it, you see it more, you can't really analyse the world of Metal Gear. You can't look at the way it operates, because you're not in it long enough to appreciate it and see it as a flowing world. You're just doing a mission here, a mission there. But half term, three weeks time, hopefully. Way. Way. Get them all going. <laughs> but lucky for you, Gareth, mm-hmm. you get to play those games, don't you? I do. I actually have not much to play in the coming days, though. Which has me a bit... Just buy a PlayStation or something. Oh, okay. Or an Xbox One. Notoriously Lovely. easy to deal with, no job. Well, I'm sure you've got things you can sell. Like like <laughs> kidneys. And your PC. I'm not going to sell my PC. Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. You've convinced Just me. It. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. You'll, you'll hear that, you know, over the last few weeks, I've told you what I've been playing, but I find it quite hard to go into depth on what I've actually done. Because when you, when you play games, bits and pieces here and there, multiple games, it becomes very hard to sort of analyse them as games and what they're trying to do and sort of put it together, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I can't imagine going from Bloodborne to Metal Gear. They're very different pieces saying. of game. And, you know, you play uh, that for half an hour, then you'll have a game of Pro, then you put on Metal Gear, then you've got to play a bit of that, and it's just really hard to try and get it all sorted out but you know this is life we have to get used to it and then we die and that's going to do it for this week's Game Central <laughs> podcast um, episode 85 uh, wow yeah I know we're getting old we're going <laughs> to get a letter from the Queen soon <laughs> she definitely will send us yeah. a letter congratulations on episode 100 yep that's how she that's her voice as well really yeah she just sounds like me She's not a lot of people know that about the Queen. No. Yeah, it's a very rare she breaks it out. Um, oh. So, if you want to follow Don on Twitter, it's... Don't. Please oh, don't follow me. I think I remember. It's Dookie... Something Dookie, letters. Dookie something letters. Yep. Correct. Uh, There's some letters good luck, in it. Good luck finding me. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's <coughs> GC Lives podcast, which he hates... <laughs> I do hate it, but I can't change it. So you can start a new one. With? You can start a new one. I, I, I don't want to do that because I've got literally. You can change your Twitter handle. Yeah, you'll have to tell me how to do that. Yeah, it's in settings, like most things. Oh, it's like, like talking to a bloody pensioner. <laughs> and I, I'm at Game Banter. Follow uh, us on Twitter. Go to the website to find all our old episodes. Go to Audio Boom. Find us on there. We're on iTunes. We're on. Our old episodes are a lot better than the new ones. We were just saying that when we go. Yeah, we um, we're really, really bad nowadays. Yeah, so maybe give the old ones a listen. Yeah. So we'll leave these ones if you have to, if you're in hospital or something, and you want something to listen to. <laughs> well, that's a nice thought to end on. Thank uh, you. Um, we have been the Game Central podcast. Join us next week for episode eight plus six equals eighty-six. No, it doesn't. Shit. It doesn't, does it? Oh, it's 14. For episode 14! Well done, Gareth.